Hey, I'm Nick. And I'm Allie. And this is the But Have You Tried Bookshelf. Allie, I can't with this weather. We talked about this a little bit last time, but I just can't keep up with it. I know. It's like an emotional roller coaster. It is. I thought that I was dressed warmly enough today, but I'm not. My hands are freezing. I don't know. My hands just kind of are permanently freezing at this yeah. point. So that being said, I would go get ice cream right now. You know, there's that's never the way a bad I roll. time for ice no, cream. No, there's not. That's why I'm always so disappointed when places like Sugar Daddy's here in town close like a Labor Day or whatever it is. Because I'm like, I would eat ice cream well into October and beyond. Well, and in like the spring, there will be like those early warm yeah. days in April or even March. That's right. And I'm like, you know what would be perfect right now? Oh, wait a second. You can't. You, you can't. can't. No. Nope. I have to just eat my own you hard to, serve ice cream. You have cream to bide your time. Freezer. Yep, you have to scoop it like an animal <laughs> and eat it at your house. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's dig into it, Allie. What are we putting on the old bookshelf this week? What have you been reading? What have I been reading? Yeah. So a few things. Okay. Just this morning, Caleb and I finished reading Strong Poison by Dorothy L. Sayers. Okay. And we and talked about her last time, right? Yes, this we did. sort of like upper crusty mystery sort of right. thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so when I finished re- rereading the one that I had reread, I was like, this is super good. Caleb, you have to read it. Okay. I'm going to guarantee that you read it by forcing you to read the ones that come up before it oh. and it out okay. loud with me. Okay. So we've been reading it out loud. Yeah. And at first it was kind of like, all right. But like as it was going on, it was getting like a lot funnier and yeah. just more exciting. Yeah. So we've been enjoying that. And the last couple of days we've read like, I want to say four or five chapters each wow. day. Wow. Okay. Just like sitting there, you just like sit on the couch and read, or is somebody doing something? I or usually what you, am knitting. You're usually knitting. Okay, yes. that makes sense. So, which I just finished my my knitting project okay. though, the sweater that I was working on. Yes, we had a whole discussion on whether the back was the correct length. Yes. Where did you land on this? I'm leaning toward. I think it's all right. You're gonna leave but it as is. I'll, okay. I'll I'll see if in a little while okay. changes my perspective. How you feel? Sure. It's very hard to see the back of a sweater that you are wearing, listeners. That's a good point. <laughs> in case that's you a, didn't know this information. That's just good life advice to think about. Yes. So I still have to weave in a bunch of the ends, though, because oh, yeah. <laughs> I finished it yesterday and I was like, I want to wear this. All the ends are not woven wow, in. Wow. I guess I missed that. You you finished it and wore it all in the same day. Yeah. The same day. Yesterday wow. morning, Caleb was like reading some some of the later chapters in this book. Of Dorothy and I'm like Sayers, feverishly sure. knitting. I'm like, if Getting I finish this in time, I can just put it on. So I wove in like only the ends that would be really obvious. Okay. The rest of it is just like the inside of a pumpkin, just stuff hanging everywhere. Basically. Okay. So I still need to do that. So I can continue to do that as we read more books out loud. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm still set for a little while. Somewhere my wife is making fun of me for saying pumpkin instead of pumpkin. So I just want to be clear that I can pronounce pumpkin. And I just did. Okay. okay. Correctly. All right. Let so the record show. So thank you. Thank you. The official But Have You Tried Ledger will record that I said the M and the P. Uh, all right. So besides Dorothy Sayers, what, what, what have you finished? What have you rolled through? Okay. So I finished a graphic novel called Over My Dead Body oh, by Sweeney okay. Boo. Sweeney Boo. I know. I, I was looking at that and I was like, is this like a pen name? or is If this it's a, not. I have so many questions. It's beautiful. Yeah. It is beautiful. I have a podcaster friend who we've done a bunch of stuff together. Her name is legit Crystal Storm. And I just feel like. That's pretty great. What, how do you improve on that? You can I met someone named Phoebe Light once and I was like, that sounds like a, a book character name. It's too good. Yeah. But this is like about a witch boarding school and there's kind of a mystery 
and I really loved the show Wednesday. Yeah, and this was giving me yeah. similar vibes. And so I was like, well, I'll just read this to, to satiate my desire for okay. more and more Wednesday. Okay. And it was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. All right. The art was lovely. The story was not too complex, but pretty fun. Okay. And all the witch boarding school shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I saw your Goodreads review of that, yes. where you were just like, give me all of these. Just back right? up a truck and Allie will read them. Exactly. Well, that's fun. So okay. that was fun. All right. I've got a few things that I finished. I was reading this book called The Last Policeman by Ben Winters. And this was interesting because it the, the premise is the world is ending. There's a giant meteor that's going to strike the earth and oh. pretty much wipe out most of the population. They're sort of like... At this point in the book, it seems like a trilogy. So at this point in the book, they're they're kind of narrowing down like exactly when and exactly where it's going to hit, and so you don't really gotcha. know. But is it's at its heart a uh, a murder mystery? You know, he's 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 one of the last policemen who's still like out there working, mm. and uh, there's been an uptick in suicides because the earth is about to you know explode. Makes sense. And so he gets a murder. Well, what he thinks is a murder, and everybody's like, it's a suicide. Don't worry about it. But he's like, I'm going to investigate it anyway. So that's kind of the window in here. Everybody is very like blasé about stuff. But he's like, I am going to solve this murder. And people are like, bro, why? Why? Why do you care? Huh. So it was interesting. I felt like the whole earth is going to explode. Part of it was more back burner than I wanted it to be. You know, okay. I wanted that to be more present. But it was sort of like this underlying sense of menace the whole time. Where it's just like, you never know what's going to huh. happen. I don't know. I finished it and... I'm not chomping at the bit to read book two, but I wouldn't be opposed. I feel like that's a really interesting way to change the stakes of a mystery. I know. Yeah. And I guess book two implies that the world has not yet exploded. Maybe. Huh. I mean, they, they're predicting an impact. They don't know what the results of that are going to be. So I'll just leave it huh. open-ended in that way. This poses a lot of questions, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, what else do you got? What else have you been reading? Okay. I finished a book called Rest. Okay. Um, which the it's about a witch boarding school, I assume. Alas, no. Oh, darn it. <laughs> it's um, How You Get More Done When You Work Less. This is by oh. Alex Suyong. <laughs> Tell Kim me Pei, more. Right? <laughs> and this is one that my sister had recommended to me. And it's a lot about like how to rest more actively and more like... Okay. In, in ways that are more fulfilling and Got that it. will leave you more prepared to work well and really... Jeez, I think I need. I think I need to read this book when you're done. It was pretty good, (laughs) and I have to say, like, not only was it like interesting and informative, it was also just enjoyable to read. Which I love when nonfiction is enjoyable to read because if it's just a slog, then I'm like, I don't care how cool the facts you're giving me are. I want to be done. Yeah. (laughs) So, but this was a fun read. It was informative. It's changed my perspective on naps. Oh. I now actually think naps might be a valid course of action. Okay. Okay. Whereas before, I was always kind of of the camp of like. I don't have any like moral objections to naps, but I couldn't take one if my life depended on it. So it used to be any time I tried to take a nap, which usually was only if I'd like stayed up till four with my friends during uh-huh. a sleepover, you uh-huh. know, or if I was sick, I would like wake up and feel just like disoriented and mm-hmm, groggy mm-hmm. and be like, oh, it's morning, but it's not morning. What's going right, on? Right, right. But what I have come to understand is that a better way to take naps is to just do like 20-ish minutes. Mm-hmm. So you're not so out of it that you lose all sense of time passing. Yeah. yeah. But it's enough to like re reset your yeah, brain yeah. a little bit. I guess sometimes I particularly when I'm not feeling great, I can sort of do that thing where it's like 
you're not a hundred percent asleep. You're mm-hmm. sort of vaguely aware, but you're like you're also not really awake. Right? Yeah, you're yes. you're like <laughs> under enough that it that it has benefits. But okay, all right, rest. Maybe I'll pick that up. I that also finished a nonfiction called Forager. Oh, field about notes. foraging? No. Well, sort That's of. That's kind of disappointing. Field notes for surviving a family cult. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a very different direction. Yes, that it was subtitle a, really threw me I know, I, I know you were all excited about it and then it got dark. Um wow. yeah, this was this was about a woman who grew up in this cult called the Field and it's just her sort of insider account of growing up and sort of coming to the realizations and you know how she deals with that. Uh, it was interesting. I, I couldn't help but compare it uh, maybe unfavorably to Tara Westover's Educated, mm. which uh, ha- has a lot of similar beats. And I feel like, I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be a race between the two of them. But I feel like if you were going to read one of these two books, I would still lean towards Educated. But uh, Forager was really interesting. Uh, kept me kept me engaged and just fascinating to see the kinds of things that people can live through and, mm-hmm. and come out on the other side of. So I, I liked it quite a bit. In lighter news, I went on sort of a Guardians of the Galaxy tear. How do you feel about the Guardians of the Galaxy in general? I like the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I So I had never, like before the movies came out, I knew of the Guardians of the Galaxy, but it was not, uh, nothing that I was familiar with. And I realized as a new movie was coming out, um, I w- I've just been very whatever about the first two Guardians movies. Mm-hmm. And like when the Guardians show up and things, I'm like, okay, fine. You know, but I'm not like... I got to go and rewatch that. I need to own it. You know what I, I mean? I have to say, as far as the Guardians showing up in other things, I feel like the Guardians are not their best when they're in other oh, sure. movies. Oh, sure. I think that's Like fair. Infinity yeah. War or anything like that. I feel like not it's like, wow, showing. the Guardians look really bad when you put them with yeah. all the Avengers. Though I had a good time with their, their uh, brief cameo in uh, Thor Love and Thunder. I okay, thought that fair. was really fun. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, so I haven't really cared about it so much. Um, I've, you know, I've enjoyed them fine. And so the third one coming out, I was like, I'm going to do some like, I'm going to do some deep dives into the Guardians of the Galaxy because the only thing that I've ever read outside of a character maybe showing up now and then, I read these two books, uh, Adventures of Rocket and Groot by Tom Engelberger that I read with my son and they were a lot of fun. Never read any of the comics, nothing. So I went back to the ones from, I don't know the late aughts, I guess, uh, by Dan Abnett. And I read, it's a four volume series. And then it uh, has a big crossover with the Inhumans and the Kree called War of Kings. So I read five volumes total of that. Uh, and I had a pretty good time. It's, uh, you know, you see beats that they that they pull from the movie and the costumes that they're wearing in this are the costumes that they wear oh, in the nice. third movie, which was kind of neat to see that. I also read the Guardians 2 novelization because I haven't seen that movie more than once and I couldn't remember what it was, so I listened <laughs> to the audiobook of that. Uh, and I read one called Rocket and Groot Tales and Tales, which was not good. So all that Oof. to say, I did a ton of Guardians of, the, Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. I started playing the game, which is really fun. Oh. And then we went to see the movie. Have you so seen the movie? So the, mo- du- the deep yeah. dive came before the movie as preparation. The deep dive was sort well, it started before the movie. Okay, I finished okay. the run uh, yesterday after I'd already seen it. But yeah, I just kind of wanted to like refresh myself on the characters and everything and hoping to like get some excitement for it. Okay. So I saw it. Have you seen it? I have seen it. Shall we have a spoiler free discussion on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? Sure. Okay. We'll see how spoiler free we can All be. All right. We'll see what we can do. Um, so yes, I, I was a little bit more excited about it just because of my deep dive. Um, but I also sort of went in with like, this will be fine. 
And I was very pleasantly surprised. I think I was more invested and interested in this one, um, not just because of the deep dive, but in general, I felt like it was just a really strong movie and a good piece for all of the characters, really. Mm -hmm. How did you feel? I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was good. And the kind of material, I guess, that they were pulling from, I feel like is easy to get you to be invested in. Sure. Um, uh, certainly, I think the, the emotional right. like toll and everything that happens in this movie, even yeah. with Star-Lord's journey and the earlier ones, I don't think we got as uh, upsetting or as sad as yeah, this Yeah, I feel like this one this one hit a little harder. It did. <laughs> yeah, it really um, did. But I thought, I thought it was effective. And I also thought that even though it was hitting a little harder, it didn't sacrifice this fun no, elements no, it of it, it it didn't feel like sad or a drag yeah. to watch no it wasn't dour right. like it can be yes. sometimes when you're doing so, something like this i will say this one had more like gross oh, content true. than most other mcu movies do and i'm really not a big fan of all things gross uh, agree. can't handle it <laughs> yeah well there's a lot of like sad animal stuff and a lot, a lot of, of sad like, animal sort of stuff some body horror kind of stuff yes yeah, yeah. and i'm really not into that whole body no, horror thing at no all. i'll take a hard pass and yeah. i will say guardians in general has a lot more like cyborgs and people with weird things on their heads yes. than i would like <laughs> but most of the time you can just not think about that because it's not super relevant yeah but this was one where you had to think about that some so yeah. there was like definitely some instances of me like turning my face away yeah. in the theater and being like i don't want to look yeah. at this but i still need to know what's happening mm -hmm. but overall that wasn't as bad as it could have been and yeah. i i got through it so I if agree. I, a wimp, can get through this movie, that's right. everyone else is probably fine. My friend Eric had seen it first, and he texted me when he knew we were going. And he was like, heads up, there's some sad animal stuff. And I'm, I was glad for the heads up because I was prepared for it. Um, I felt like the High Evolutionary as a villain was one of the more compelling Marvel villains in that he yeah. was just like evil there yeah there was no like thanos's whole thing is like you it's sort of sympathetic you can like kind of see his point you know, know what i mean but i feel like there was nothing with high evolution i feel he was like just i villain. feel like thanos is just like an expanded trolley problem that they plunked into the <laughs> role of a villain and i'm kind of like you guys <laughs> yeah well that's fair that's fair but that's one of the reasons why i liked high evolutionary because i just i liked the old school yeah. villain i mean he's like a james bond villain basically he's yeah, just he like very much has that vibe yeah yeah, and I thought it worked really well for it. Another strength, I think, you know, in the in the era of everything is setting up something else and everything's interconnected to the max, I felt like the fact that this was really truly just like a standalone end cap to the Guardians like franchise yeah. really played in its favor. I also have to ask, did you see the Christmas special? I did, yeah. Did you like the Christmas special? I was very whatever about it, you know? It was like a, a, a fun little diversion. I didn't mm -hmm. have strong feelings. You? I enjoyed it. I, like, going into it was kind of like, all right, you know, whatever. But yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And not, like, not too, like, uh, weighty in terms of, like, actual yeah. plot content. But I appreciate that, like, one or two things that they dropped during the Christmas special, they, like didn't give any background explanation for in this movie. They just said them like, yeah, you already know this because of course you watched the Christmas right, special. Right. So That's true. I thought that, that, is that was true. fun. Yeah. And there was a little, when they were showing images and stuff in the end uh, credits, there was images of like Kevin Bacon and stuff. Right, so they exactly. really, uh, I read that they had filmed those like concurrently. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. Cause I mean, why you already have Drax in the makeup, you might as well. Right. Absolutely. Why you already have everyone in the makeup. For sure. I feel like the guardians, I was expecting more of like the whole group. I feel like if they had just called it like the, Drax and Mantis holiday special. That's true. I may have been more inclined to like go along with it. And know? I thought it was interesting that like for the holiday special, they chose like the two guardians that are like the most off the wall yeah. and like don't know what's going on to highlight. But I like 
have historically been super annoyed by Mantis as a character. Mm. Like when she was introduced and then like short afterward, I was just kind of like, why is she here? Mm. Like, what is she? What? It, what? Yeah. Why? Yeah. But I felt like she really shined during the Christmas special. And I found her like the first half of the Guardians volume three, just like all her antics. I was like, this is great. And I was like, Caleb, when did Mantis become the best Guardian? <laughs> He's like, I think it was during the Christmas special. Yeah, that might be. So that might be true. I appreciated that they made me like her, even though I was so ambivalent about yeah. her at first. Yeah. No, I liked her in this too. I was maybe most underwhelmed with the, with the soundtrack this time. You know, it was just mm. it, the songs, you know, weren't as like, well known to me as the other ones and i even now i'm like trying to remember a song that was in it and i truly can't remember even one so like they worked but it didn't have the same like oh yeah let's do this kind of feel i feel like it's hard it's hard to compete with the way that hooked on a feeling is just an absolute bop yeah like even if you if you watch that first movie and you've never heard that song before yeah you're still gonna be like oh this is great yeah that's that's worthy of a rediscover for sure and they used it well and they got a nice callback in this movie too yeah Yes, I think uh, I think overall I was very pleased with it, and I I can't remember how you felt about Thor: Love and Thunder. Did you? Thumbs I liked up? it. Yeah. I, I liked that one quite a bit. I was less into Wakanda Forever, and then I liked this, and I don't really even I don't remember what's next. Do you know like Marvel um, stuff? I can't. I know like Flash is the next big superhero movie, but right. I can't think what the next big Marvel thing is. I know. So, the Marvels, I guess, probably. Probably. Yeah. Is that coming out this summer? Well, it was, but it got all moved around. Oh, it's right. like, <laughs> by the time this episode airs, it will have a new date. But it was like November, December of, okay, of, okay. of a 2023. Because I think I heard that Loki is coming in October. Oh, okay. So maybe that's... And then the, the Echo. Echo Show. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. I'm kind of curious about, I have yeah, to say. Yeah, I'll watch it. Sure. So Let's do it. I'm like, I'm not sure where they're going to go with that. Yeah. But I'm curious. Uh, you would have appreciated this. It, Today at breakfast, my wife and I complained again about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and how much it disregards WandaVision. Oh my gosh. So I haven't gotten over it. I just want to Every you to time know I that think I about it, it's it. like worse in retrospect. I, I mean, you were talking about headcanon last time. My headcanon is that was an alternate. <laughs> it's a it's a multiverse story that's a that's an alternate wanda for me in in multiverse of madness because no it way just can you make gel sense. no you can't take wandavision in multiverse not, of madness and say about it's the it same character sense. no absolutely not like it's the visual effects were really cool they were that's what i have to say yeah, i agree yeah there was some cool stuff the musical like the musical note fight in the end that of that movie cool. Super cool. Mm -hmm. We did a whole episode of House Things about how much we don't like Multiverse of Madness. So if anybody wants more of this magic. And we did uh, not pull our punches. We didn't. We didn't. We talked about that movie like it was a childhood bully that we (laughs) never stood up to. We're taking our Maybe it was. Right now. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. So we both watched Guardians. What else are you watching these days? Any movies? Um. I don't think I really watched any movies other than okay. that, to be honest. Okay. I'm out of my movie watching frame. Got it. Caleb and I did start the fifth season of Mrs. Maisel, though. Okay. Which, like... Final season? Is that, yes. is that where we're at? Okay. Final season. It doesn't feel like a final season so far. Huh. And we're about four episodes in, so I'm not really sure how that's going to go. But otherwise, I've been enjoying it a lot. Okay. So I feel like they've done a good job of treading new ground and having it be interesting because throughout the show, she experiences a number of setbacks and some of the early seasons involve so much of like her struggling to try and, you know, make this work. And so a couple times when she's had a setback, I've been like, man, I don't think I can sit through that whole struggling all over again. Yeah. But I feel like they've found creative ways to explore new territory. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. I'm definitely curious to see how they're going to wrap things up in just a few more episodes. Yeah. But so far, it's been good. So yeah. Okay. 
I'm kind of feeling that with Ted Lasso. Like I don't have very many episodes of that left, and I'm like, final season? We're we're like done with this? I don't yeah. I don't know. Speaking of Rachel Brosnahan and uh, all things James Gunn, there's some rumblings that the new Superman movie that he's doing, the Superman Legacy, that she's uh, in the running to play Lois Lane. And I, I feel like that would be great. Don't you? I mean, I, I haven't seen Mrs. Maisel, but things that I've seen her in, I feel like, yeah, she's she got would that sort of Lois like Lane. tough energy that yeah. I feel like. Well, that movie we watched together, what was that? Uh, I'm Your Woman. That's it. Yeah. She definitely, I could, like just from watching that, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I could see that. I think it would work for I sure. I could see that. I watched a really fun movie called Ghosted with Anna Darmus and uh, Chris Evans. This is an Apple thing. I've been wanting to see that. Was it good? It was good. It's uh, it's tonally like really weird because the first you know twenty five minutes, half hour or so, I I would swear it's a script from a Hallmark movie and it's acted like a Hallmark movie. Oh my gosh! And do you know the premise of the movie at all? Uh, only vaguely. Okay. Well, once it kind of settles into what the real plot is, like that sort of makes sense in hindsight. But like starting it, we were like, this is so weird. But a lot of a lot of fun, like surprises and things along the way in that movie. So, yes, I definitely think it was worth it. It was a basically with Anna Darmas. I'm like, yeah, interest peaked right there. She do you like James Bond? Have you watched the Bond? Um, I've watched select bond movies okay well <laughs> she's in no time to die the most recent uh, daniel craig one and she has a sequence in that movie that is like the most fun james bond thing that's happened since like golden eye or so like it's just huh. she's so fun in it that i feel like just taking that scene out and watching it is worth it because she is really great in it uh i watched two other movie things i watched uh one called still it's a documentary on michael j fox and it's uh, it was really well done. I've never seen anything quite like it. They were just kind of telling the story of his life and then, the, you know, the the reality of his diagnosis with Parkinson's and his, mm. his journey with that. But the early stuff, they were using clips from, like, his movies and family ties and things like that to make it into a Michael J. Fox biopic. So they'd be describing something and you'd see a scene with huh. young Michael J. Fox in a movie in a different context set up to work with what they were describing in the story and oh, it, was that's really really, it was really effective it was cool i mean i just love michael j fox from you know back to the future and, and all that he's just one of my favorites and I, I really i've enjoyed his writing and i liked this quite a bit the other thing i watched i didn't like it was a movie called surf ninjas uh and it was so bad have you ever heard why would you have heard of this it's uh <laughs> it's from like the early 90s i want to say and as a kid i had the ninja turtle movies on vhs tape and the trailer for surf ninjas was before those and so i've seen this trailer okay hundreds of times so is it because it sounds like something that's in the in the family of teenage mutant ninja turtles yeah it has that just that just those two words surf ninjas it has that vibe there is shockingly little surfing and oh. not that much more ninja Ooh. in it. So then what's the point? That's a good question. I don't know. We watched it, and I was so confused by it. Because my son and I had just watched Three Ninjas, which is another like 90s kid ninja movie. And okay. that held up pretty well. Surf Ninjas was a no. Mm. And I read that after they made it, they kind of tried to make it funnier. Tried to make it more of a comedy and uh-huh. less of like an action. And you really feel that. So... You know, I checked it off my list of something that I had wanted to see in the 90s and finally did. Well. But it... I guess you'll just have to go back to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I guess, yeah. Pour balm on the wound. Exactly. You can't go wrong. Plus, there's three more Three Ninja movies. So we've got got plenty of vintage uh, ninja fun. Did we talk about what you're currently reading? What are you currently reading? Okay, what am I currently reading? Um, The Clockwork Scarab by Colleen Gleason. This is a Stoker and Holmes novel, which basically the idea is it's Bram Stoker's younger sister and Sherlock Holmes's niece. 
Okay. And they team up to solve a mystery. Wow. But they don't choose to team up. Like, Irene Adler, like, teams them up okay, for them. Okay. And so they spend, like, about the first two-thirds of the book being like, ugh, I can't believe Miss Holmes would do this. But it's been pretty okay. fun. So it's like a buddy cop movie. with It's like Rush Hour, pretty much. With right, the, but with it's the- like <laughs> <laughs> in steampunk Victorian England. Right, of course. And... <laughs> There's like mysterious, you know, yeah. Egyptian society of some kind that they're investigating. Why wouldn't there be? It's yeah. been pretty fun. I have to say my main issue with it, other than the fact that they're surprisingly incompetent for being who they are, yeah, is that the author felt the need to supply two love interests for each of them. Mm. So it's not just like one love triangle or like one possible love it's interest a, for yeah. each of them. Two love triangles. Right. And I'm like, that's just... That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. I came here for Victorian yeah. buddy cop fun times. If and I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. You love your Sherlock Holmes spinoffs. I do. You know? It's good stuff. We were talking about Mycroft last time. Is this niece character, is it Mycroft's daughter? It is Mycroft's daughter. It's Mycroft's daughter. Okay. All right. So, so the book I read last time in this book, they could be companion pieces then. Absolutely. Let's say they are. They're in the same world. Let's say they are. I like that. Okay. <laughs> so you're liking it so far? Yes. All right. I'm also listening to Unnatural Death, which is also by Dorothy L. Sayers, because I was like... On a roll. I know. When I was, was she writing? It. Um, Like, like the 60s? 20s, 30s. Oh, that old. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. She was friends with Tolkien and Lewis. Oh, okay. All right. Love Triangle, maybe? Not so far as I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but if it was a YA novel, I mean, there if would have to be a YA novel. It would have to be a love triangle. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, what am I reading? Gosh. Well, one thing I'm reading is because um, you're making me, and that's *Pride and Prejudice* by Jane Austen. How are you liking it so I've far? I've got my uh, I've got my fancy copy right here. Uh, I'm good. I'm I'm uh, I'm decently into it. I think. I mean, I still have a long way to go, but I feel like I've been introduced to all the characters, and I'm getting the tone. I'm getting like the snark coming through, and yeah, snark I'm. Is pretty uh, fun. You know, I had a bad attitude about having to do it, and I'm uh, <laughs> I'm so far like more uh, more invested than I expected to All be. Right. So, and then the other one is Shadows Have Offended, which is a Star Trek Next Generation novel by Cassandra Clark. Oh, yeah. Is that like a Shakespeare quote? Because that sounds really familiar. Shadows have offended. It sure does sound like, like one. If and these shadows yeah. have offended. Yeah, they love to quote their Shakespeare in, in the world of Star Trek. So, let's say yes. Let's say okay. that it is. That's the official yeah. position here. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much it for me. Did we cover... Oh, you said you were watching The Orville, and I wanted yes. to hear about that. Tell me okay. about your so, experience. Speaking of Star trek things, yeah. a while ago, my family, Caleb and I were visiting them on a Friday yeah. night, and we were like, let's watch something. And we were like, what should we watch? And they were like, Caleb, you're good at suggesting things. And he was like, um, maybe it's The a Orville. a lot of pressure. It's a I lot know, of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. Poor guy, honestly. This is what <laughs> happens when you're really into movies and TV. Suddenly, your in-laws are putting pressure on you to yeah. come up with good suggestions on yep. a Friday night when yep. you just want to relax. But anyway, he was a good sport and suggested the Orville, <laughs> which I had not heard of. But it's like a parody of Star Trek. Yeah. But once you start watching it, it's kind of like it's just Star Trek, but it's more comedic. Yes. And it it goes back and forth between being like very comedic and kind of absurd. Yeah. And like basically just just Star Trek, Star Trek. Yes, I know. I know. Uh, I feel like people saying it's a love letter is uh, is overused. But in this case, the Orville really is a love letter to like 90s Star Trek. And I feel like it succeeds when it remembers that it's also a comedy. Yeah. And the parts where it gets like so self-serious, it kind of, I'm just like, well, why aren't I watching Deep Space Nine then? If, you know? <laughs> and I really liked the first two seasons. And then it took like 
three or maybe even four. I don't know. It was a really long hiatus when it switched um, from Fox to Hulu. And that happens during the pandemic. So that kicked it down the road. And so by the time like the new episodes came out and we we turned it back on, I just haven't been able to get into the third season Mm. at all. How far are you into it? I think we're somewhere in the first season. Yeah. Not super far. First and second season, I feel like, are super strong. I was really liking it. At the time, I was liking it more than I was liking Star Trek Discovery. You know, they were uh, sort yeah, of I like on it. at the same time. And I felt like the Orville was kind of a more pure version of Star Trek than <laughs> Discovery was. So It's very Star trek okay. It's like the amount of things that you're like, okay, I guess they can get away with, with doing this. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Roger, the butt heavy tried intern, has just told me that Shadows Have Offended is from the opening line of Puck's closing speech in Midsummer ah, Night's Dream. Okay, that makes sense. So there you go. That's the, the yeah. Midsummer Night's Eve. So vibe. now we have it. Now we have it. Okay. Um, my final question for you is Has watching the Goonies brought any more Goonies esque things into your life? Have you read more Paper Girls, anything like that? Not yet. Nothing. Okay. Not yet. I do want to read more Paper Girls. Okay. But I have not. I ordered uh, the Goonies storybook, which is, uh, you know, that thing. I feel like this has been happening a lot where they're taking like classic 80s movies and making it into like a children's book. Right. There's a Back to the Future. There's an E.T. There's all sorts of stuff. Uh, And we got that. And I read through that with my son and it was fun. Like it's just the images were cool. It doesn't really work as a children's book, as you might expect. But like it was cool to see like the artist's interpretation of the story and everything. So it was kind of fun to revisit in that way. It is interesting to imagine the Goonies... As like a children's yeah. book. I feel like it might be a little too... Inde- yeah. I mean, it depends on the age of the child, but I can't imagine a two-year-old being like, I'm going to sit here and listen and just, to this. Yeah, look at those Fratellis <laughs> trying, oh to, trying to rob banks and such. Uh, I was hoping because it was a you know an illustrated kid's storybook that the octopus scene would be in it, but alas, uh-huh. no octopus. No it would have been perfect. I still laugh about you saying that they solved the problem with the power of dance. Yes. Because <laughs> that is what That's what I saw. In the octopus scene uh, in the Goonies. All right. Well, uh, as it stands, I have two more weeks to finish Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. Absolutely. Also, my assignment was to watch the Emma movie starring Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm -hmm. And probably for extra credit, I'll watch Clueless. I support uh, this. Just because Mm -hmm. my wife has wanted to watch Clueless forever. And we just have never sat down to do it because she loves it. So anybody wanting to read and watch along with us, that's what we're going to be talking about. In the next proper episode of But Have You Tried, are you excited? I am so excited. And I already have geared up in my head your next assignment. So I hope that you're emotionally prepared for whatever that might be. Oh my goodness. I guess it might depend on on how much you feel like Pride and Prejudice was a punishment. Okay. All right. This is my retribution. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Remember, you can follow But Have You Tried on Twitter at DA Howe Library, on Facebook at David A. Howe Library. And then you can also find us over on Tumblr and IRL, you know, stop into the David A. Howe Public Library and check out the actual But Have You Tried bookshelf where the things we talked about today will be fully on display and able for you to check out. And if you have like a really strong opinion contrary to something that we said, like if you think Doctor Strange, you know, Multiverse of Madness is the best movie ever. I'm not open to that. Actually, I don't want to talk about that. that But a different different opinion about something else we've said. You can track us down at the library and we'll chat about it. We will. Absolutely. Okay, Allie, I'll see you in two weeks. Sounds good. So long. 